Hey guys, and welcome to this week's Money and Investing Show with me, your host, Andrew Baxter. This week, we're gonna look at three core things in the world we're now subject to called coronavirus. How to stay positive and focus on where the opportunity is out there in this world right now is such an important thing. We're gonna talk about some tips and tricks uh, to ensure that you stay in the right headspace to see the opportunity as opposed to getting caught up in the media hyperbole. We're also gonna look at being nimble as an investor. This is no time at all to be caught in the headlights uh, like a rabbit and you've just been run over by the steamroller and it's gonna happen again. This is time to be nimble, to be flexible and to be very skilled. Finally, we're gonna look at some suggestions economically that would help everyday Australians really win this game, survive and thrive in the current market turmoil. Hope you enjoy the show. Look forward to seeing you on the broadcast. Hey there guys, welcome to the Money and Investing Show with me, your host, Andrew Baxter. And as always, my offsider, Mr. Mitchell Laurentiel. That is me, Mr. Baxter. And today I've got a really, really important broadcast that I want to go through with you. Now, as people well know, amongst the media, social media, and whatever news is going on, we're in a really challenging time. There's never been a more important time right now to beat the odds and come in the face of adversity. Mm. Today, I want to talk about three things that we can do today, starting now, to actually beat what's going on and get ahead financially mm. and within your own mind. We'll talk about three things. And the first one I want to start with is your mindset. We mm. know that mindset causes your actions and has a flow-on effect. So number one, I want to talk about amidst the turmoil, how do we stay positive and what do we do from a mindset basis? Mm, that's a good one, isn't it? And I think the catch cry for that, and I think you mentioned this to me a little earlier, is you know, open your eyes and close your ears and being able to shut out some of the noise that's there is imperative. Yeah, I've had this conversation with my wife over the last couple of weeks. It's just like, turn that off because not that you want to be blind to what's going on, and there's a big distinction here. Um, there are important things going on that you need to know about, but most of the media coverage now is just a pop-up expert that quite frankly knows nothing and is flapping their gums and it's all in hyperbole. How many, who's leading the leaderboard of infections, which state and all this sort of stuff. And it's a terrible thing because it creates an incredible negative inertia that people can get caught up in. They start to bunker down. And I reckon one of the best examples of that, um, you know, is if you have the conversation, oh, I think I'm getting a cold, guess what? you get a cold uh, and, and, and because that negative inertia, uh, inertia is there. Now, this isn't some woo-woo session about psychology. It's about seeing an opportunity. And if I go back to one of my most important mentors in my life, early mentor to me and someone I still spend time with now, and he always says, you know, whenever there's a challenge, you've got to look what the opportunity is in it. And I think, you know, what we're seeing right now with coronavirus, some of the best opportunities that we'll see in our lifetime, Mitch, come wrapped in the most unusual paper. I and, love that. And, and this is certainly an opportunity, but it's an opportunity to be missed by a lot of people because they're not even in the game or even looking to be in the game and they're going to miss it. And that's a real tragedy. So it's never what's going on, it's where's the gift in this? What can I take out of it? And I would say, broadly speaking, for the Australian economy and the Australian public, you know, we're not worried about the rest of the world. This is directed towards our clients, our tribe here. And that is, um, you know, it's gonna shake people out of this catatonic state that they've been in for a while that, yeah, she'll be right, house prices go up, everyone's got a job, life's pretty cruisy, we don't need to do anything. And in fact, you do need to dig the well before you need the water, you need to provision. So some of the key things uh, is to be very clear on what your intentions are, your goals. Now we did a session and it seems like a lifetime ago now at the start of the year. Second of January. Is that right? Blimey, that's gone by quickly, hasn't I it? I know, it's Wouldn't crazy. have expected this to be where we were at in, uh, in mid-March. Who would have thought? Um, of knowing what your goals and objectives are and having a reason behind them. And those things shouldn't change. And we always say, and in fact we cover it in that session, for anyone that's not watched it, go back and have a look at it, um, is to be very definitive on what your goals are, but, but to be very flexible in the approach that you're taking there. Absolutely. And we're in, we're in an economy now where you've got to be flexible. 
we'll talk about that in a moment. So be very clear on what your goals are. Maintaining a positive mindset, where is the opportunity today that will let me and my family get closer to what that goal might be, as opposed to browsing or scrolling endlessly on the negativity, oh, there's another case or there's this. It's happening, but you've got to focus on what your game plan is and eliminate the noise. And just to stop you there, on that point, how do you actually get people to change that mindset? I mean, it's a really slippery slope. Once you read one thing, it goes on and on and on. All of a sudden, you're talking about it at the dinner table every night, and you can get really down on yourself. What's the actual process to go, you know what, I'm flicking this around, I'm going to look the other way? Yeah, that, that's that's quite challenging. I think, you know, the media do a terrific job. There are some wonderful copywriters that have the ability to pull this hyperbole, these exaggerated <laughs> claims, and, you know, any way you can describe something in even greater terms seem to be the thing at the moment, is reeling people in to see ad space or whatever the reason is for that. And I think you just got to make a conscious decision. The world's not going to stop spinning. Just turn it off. And if there's something you need to know, once a day go in, check in with what's going on in the news. But this constant exposure is really, really quite damaging for people. So that's certainly one thing. I'd maintain your own, um, and, and I like order and process, as you well know, and the stuff that we coach our clients on in terms of winning the game is breaking your day down into those different parts of it. So your segmentation rituals. So how do you start your day to make sure it's starting in the right way? And the worst thing you can do right now, no disrespect to Sunrise or any of the other morning shows, is to get up when you're eating your cornflakes, listen to that garbage, because it's just going to set you up in a very, very negative frame for the rest of the day. You're going to hear about billions being wiped off the stock market. And that hasn't been wiped off. It's just been given to other people that are playing with a better strategy. Simple as that. Um, so try and distance yourself from that kind of news entertainment type uh, stuff and you know do your meditation read your books um, exercise do all the things that you normally do to get your body energized and doing what it should be doing and this isn't some woo-woo session this is very very important I've done this for many many years pretty much almost exclusively anyone I know that's achieved significant success People I work with, people that I've seen as clients or, or people that I've either been mentored by or associated with go through this exact particular uh, process and success leaves clues. Get yourself squared away. Start the day on the right note and the rest of the day will continue. Get your workday startup done so that, like my case, I'm up at five. I go through my trading uh, bits and pieces uh, for the back end of the US session and what we're doing for the day. I send my emails, as you well know, at ridiculous hours sometimes Oh my to God, the team. I get sick of those. Um, so, so I've got my work done by six o'clock, so I'm free to enjoy my day. But in that one hour of my time, no one's hijacked it and I've got the things that are important to me done. And I think it's very, very important to incubate your mindset. This isn't about self-isolation from a corona point of view. It's a, 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 a incubate your mindset to stay on purpose for why you're doing this. But you've got to know what you want. Absolutely. And I think that's a really important point because amidst the clutter and the distractions, it's very easy to get caught up in living in that story. Mm. When actually I think it's a really good time to focus on yourself mm. and your improvement, whether mm. that be in business or in health, as you well mentioned. Mm. Let's now dive into something that we actually specialize in, something we've done for many years. Mm. Now, we've got the mindset down, Pat, we're positive and we've flipped that around. Let's talk about investing. What mm. do you do now? How do you be nimble? Well, this is the key thing and nimble is absolutely the word. Um, this is absolutely not the time to be the rabbit in the headlights, having just been run over by the steamroller once, so you've got another lap coming, I suspect, too. This is about being quite flexible in the approach that you're taking to markets. And I think this is where most Australians have been left high and dry by their advisors. Um, this whole notion of buy and hold and hope that things will be okay. Um, we're in a situation where, and, and, and we got onto this probably a week later than I would have liked to for our clients, but we don't have a crystal ball. Uh, but what will be now three Mondays ago before a lot of this major sell down happened, we were very direct with the clients. Number one, 
depending on which camp you're in, one of three camps. If you're new to this, not sure what to do, get in cash now. It's safer. Right. And even though now you're earning a quarter percent on it, get into cash <laughs> now because you need to be out of liquid assets and, and or, or paper assets at least and into cash until things settle down. So that's category number one. Category number two are for people that are exposed to the market and, and perhaps are a little bit more savvy. They're not beginners, they're into a journey. They should be either, and this is the advice we put out, either hedged where you've protected yourself from the downside um, by, by using maybe some insurance like an option or, or, or some bearish strategies to protect where you're at. So people that are brand new, no idea what they're doing, uh, or, or just need to revert to cash to keep safe, that's one thing. Group number two, slightly savvy, need to protect their investments. Group number three, and there are a lot of the people that we've worked with in our education and more advanced levels in there, is how to be really profiting in a falling market and capitalizing on what's been going on. And it hasn't just been a straight falling market, like any correction that we see, there's always the bounce and you think, am I doing the right thing? Look at the fundamentals, yes you are, and down comes the next leg and it's been quite profitable as you know. Absolutely, and I think people forget that there's actually a multitude of strategies that they can use to actually profit off these mm. situations. Many of our clients have been killing it out there. Mm. What's a couple of, let's say two examples of clients that you know, because I know you speak to our clients, especially in this space all the time, you're mm. very diligent in that area. Mm. Two clients that have really taken the bull by the horns and made some money. Um, Okay, there's the two totally different types of example here of, of why it's important to be nimble and keep your eyes open. Uh, one of our clients, Nick, uh, over in NZ, lovely guy, uh, he's just started working with us in some of our more advanced stuff. He's been trading uh, what, what are called an option spread strategy, bearish strategies, which means he's profiting in this falling market. He's had a great run over the last couple of weeks. Why? He's been investing in companies like cruise lines, airlines, hotels. It makes sense. All of the areas that are getting absolutely torched right now. And he's not investing in them in terms of buying, hoping they recover. He's had himself set to profit from their continued slide. And, and look, you know, if you work for Qantas or Virgin or in the hotel industry, what's happened is going to be pretty hard. You'll be laid off for a, a, an indefinite period of time here. And in fact, if you're in that situation, it would be great to be able to work with you to get you upskilled so that while you've got this time off, you're able to use it in a very, very good fashion uh, to be generating more income for yourself and keeping yourself on point with what your bigger objective might be. So he's been in a situation where he's been profiting from those companies falling in value. Very, very nice. And it's the first time he's ever invested in that way. He's always been in the past a buy and hold investor. But by learning some more skills, he's been able to be profiting in this falling scenario, which is great to see. And that's exactly the approach we espouse. Different scenario, uh, I had a client, um, and look, it's nice to get off the phone. I've been on the phone a lot most days <laughs> talking to people. Um, he was quite keen last week to be buying into ANZ. Lovely guy, Gurev, I'll speak with his surname, terrific guy, I love talking to him. And, he's, and he was looking to buy you know, quite a sizable chunk of ANZ shares. And sure. the reason for doing it uh, was purely and simply because they were at record low levels. Now, there's a huge difference between something that's, uh, there's a big difference between price and value. Absolutely. Now, at the moment, price is pretty cheap, but it's still possibly overvalued as we look at the pressure that's going to be on our banking sector. Sure. Sure enough, a week later, those shares were about 4 or $5 cheaper, affording an even better opportunity to get in and save, in his case, you know, probably about just a touch over 20% he would have been down had he have bought in uh, when he originally wanted to. And I think that idea of holding people's hand for one of a better description. I don't mean that in a condescending way, but holding people's hand. And this is not our first rodeo. We've been through this sort of thing before. And you don't take the first shot that comes up because there's plenty more that's coming. You don't need to rush this game. You need to be very, very considered. And that's why that mindset 
is, is, is so, so important. So there's two very, very different examples. One we've saved from uh, jumping in and adopting that old fashioned approach of good value, buy it, and it would have done 20% on, on a big chunk of money. The alternate is taking someone that's always been a longer term investor and turning them into a more nimble trader. So these are the sorts of things that we do, but these are the kinds of actions that are gonna be required from anybody that wants to make money right now because the market conditions that we're seeing aren't buy and hold and hope. You know, you're not gonna buy a company now and it's gonna be drifting up 20, 30% over the next few months, recovering from it being smashed too hard right now. It's gonna be very different as we see the economy slow down and how we need to play it. So there's a requirement, I think, from all investors' perspectives to upskill, take a little bit more control because Let's face it, if you're listening to this podcast right now, if you had a call from your advisor this week to say, hey, don't worry, Mitch, we've structured your portfolio so it'll profit in these falling market conditions. And if you're 95% of Australians listening to this broadcast, the answer will be no. Why? Because the whole game isn't set up to play that way. And that's cost people billions. It means your average person might have to work for an extra two or three years to make up for this shortfall in their retirement planning simply because the nature of the advice they've been given and the way it's been delivered hasn't been up to what's going on here. This is a fast-moving world that we're in today. You need to be nimble. Okay, now let's take it even just a step back just slightly here. Now, these clients that you've been working with personally mm. are in that more advanced space. Mm. What about for someone who's just maybe looking to get started, just your everyday Aussie who maybe is, maybe needs to you know sub, substitute their income. They may be laid off at work, whatever it may be, mm. the basics of getting started and making money. Look, the key thing there is you've got to look through different lenses uh, and, and see the opportunity, I suppose. And if for anyone that's in that position, the, the natural thing to want to do is to conserve uh, or funds as quickly as possible, stay in cash, not spend anything, you don't know when you're gonna get a job. And that may be two, three, five years time, you don't know what that's gonna look like yet. So you do have an opportunity right now where you can get that money working harder, but you're gonna need some education on it. This isn't where you're just gonna open a broking account, throw some dollars in and get started. Now we specialize in helping people in that area. And I don't for a moment intend for this podcast to be a promotion of what we do. They're just real life case studies of people that are making money in the current environment because they've followed a different pathway to the she'll be right mindset that we started with earlier. So for someone in that situation that's been laid off, you know, we've got exchange traded funds which provide a really good way of dipping a toe and then we've got income strategies that are around that and then we've got protected income strategies that sit around that so depending on what your attitude to risk how hands-on you want to be what sort of time you want to put in there's a fit for everybody in there but the key thing here is not to um, not stash all the acorns under the tree and wait for winter <laughs> to pass because this could be a very very long winter you need to get that uh, stash of cash that you may have working really hard. Okay, and just to build on that, because no one likes a long, cold winter. No. What I want to do is have a bit of fun. This last and final point, I want to put a bit of a call to action on you here. <laughs> let's do a case study. So let's say you're the PM, maybe the governor, the treasurer. What would you do? What would be the single biggest economic measure that you would take right now to steward the everyday Aussie through this challenging time in the mm. economy? Gee, that's a good question, isn't it? And uh, if anyone is in Canberra listening to this, I wonder, I'll just uh, buy myself a second or two to come up with a semi-intelligent answer. I think um, a lot of the measures that we've seen have been what I would consider to be knee-jerk reactions. Um, let's just throw some money at something. This is a potentially unknown hole that we're getting into, and that's not something to be scared of. 
because as we've already talked about in this, there are great opportunities. You made some money last week uh, from Sydney Airport share price falling, for example. So falling share price, not a bad idea. We've hedged out, we've held bear, BBOZ. We've made good money with those positions too. So there's a hole and it's not so it's dark, but it's not something to be scared of. But throwing some money, here's a, a couple of billion, here's seven billion, the crazy numbers being thrown around. But there's no real structure to that other than here's some money, let's hope it is enough to fill this hole up a little bit. You want substance and you want consistency, would I be right? Yeah, I think the, the danger, and we saw this with the Rudd $500, thanks for voting for us, um, uh, bonus everybody got. It goes nowhere fast, it doesn't do anything, it just gets spent and it's gone. People need to know if, they were, if they're given a windfall that they can depend on this happening more than just once. So I think if I were in the position as PM, which I'm not, and I'm also a dual citizen, so I don't know if that makes me eligible for, <laughs> I suppose it does, a deputy it, it does, dual citizen, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Um, or if I was at the RBA, if I was a treasurer, what I would do is this. I think there needs to be a suspension of compulsory superannuation contribution. Really? So if you think at the base level, that's 9.5%. I think it's 15 if you're an MP, by the way. They get more than we do for whatever reason that might be. There's a 9, 9.5% contribution to super, which is a compulsory employer contribution. I would suspend that going into super, and I would just give it to people in terms of their income and wage. Now, the reason I would do that is probably twofold. Number one, it would make no marginal difference to the tax that's being collected by Treasury and the country as a whole. So there's no, all of a sudden, there's some money going out the door that we've got a budget for. It's net because that money is already provided for by the employer. Sure. So putting some numbers around that, and forgive me, my maths is, uh, um, is not laser today. But if you're earning about 50, 60 grand a year gross, uh, that will be about 450 bucks a month in your pocket, extra cash. Okay. If you're on a hundred grand gross, that'll be somewhere in the order of about 800, give or take, a month in your pocket gross. It's quite a lot of money. Well, the key thing with it, Mitch, is not just the amount of money, but if there's a suspension to super, you know you're going to get the same thing next month and the month after that. So all of a sudden, you're going to be more comfortable spending that because you know it's open-ended for the foreseeable future. Now, the flip side to that argument, a lot of people will say, but people have got to provide for their retirement. The problem is for most people right now, if they're putting money into uh, a standard super fund, it's going into stocks and shares, it's going to cash, it's only a quarter percent. That money's going down the gurgler anyway. So why expose it to the risk of being in an extremely uncertain market? Why don't you sideline that money, get it going straight into our economy? And I think there should be some guidelines on how that money is spent too, so that it does go into something that's going to be for the greater good of our country, as opposed to buying stuff offshore or getting something on Amazon. Let's keep it here in Australia. So do you mean, obviously, supporting our own backyard? But how, do you, how do you put a ribbon around that and, and make a blanket rule that what you can spend your own money on? I'm sure there'd be a working committee if we were down in Canberra with 100 people working out. <laughs> Maybe you get a card or I don't know the mechanics of that, but I think it's a broad concept to say that, okay, here's the suspension on super payments for maybe two months, three months, six months, however long this market toilet turmoil is going to happen. It's going to stop people having their super exposed to risk, which is no bad thing. And if you sat this three, six months out, however long this market turmoil is going to be without putting a contribution in, I don't actually think for most people you'd be any worse off because if you have bought shares and continue to buy shares, manage funds within your super, you're going down the gurgler with it anyway. Absolutely. So why not get that money going into our economy where we really need it now to keep the show on the road and then at a point in the future, four months, six months, eight months, when the economy starts to show some green shoots, you go, right, we're going to drip feed that back in. So 5% into 
to super, you get your 4.5% still. 7%, you still get a couple until it's weaned off the bottle and it goes back to that when the economy is moving along in the right way and perhaps financial markets are operating in a better way where that money that people then are putting back into super is growing for them. That's what people need, that's what they deserve, and if I were in a position of authority or power, that would be what I'd be lobbying for right now. And I really quite like that idea because it's a win-win. No one really loses on that. It's extra money in people's pockets, and if they're spending it in the right places, it's beneficial for everyone. 100%. AB, you know, we've covered pretty much in conclusion here, we've covered, you know, amidst the coronavirus and the economic impact that's had, we've covered our mindset and how to steward ourselves to have a better mindset and turn that around. We've also covered how to be nimble in financial markets and then what kind of economic policy you as Mr. PM would actually implement. <laughs> hmm. But to put a ribbon around that, what's your final call to action to those people listening to this broadcast? Um, don't fall in a hole uh, right now. This is an important time to stay as master of your own destiny. Work out what it is you want out of life and keep moving toward it every single day. Block out the bad news. Get yourself sorted out with some investment knowledge if you need help in that space. Some people don't, they've got it covered and that's fantastic. But if you need some help in that space as to what to do, is now the time to buy shares or what should I be buying to profit if the market falls? All of those sorts of things, get help, get specialist help, inch wide, mile deep help that can get you there. Because we are in difficult times, but this is gonna be the best opportunity for those people that have got the, the right skills and game plan in play. But my suggestion, if you're new to this, don't try and teach it yourself, get it right first time. There's nothing worse than thinking you've got it and then getting uh, touched up pretty badly if you happen to be wrong. So get it right first time. Uh, and thirdly, contact your MP and tell them to make sure that superannuations are suspended. <laughs> and, and just maybe we can create a movement out there uh, that puts some grassroots growth into our economy in a way that's sustainable and, and lets everyday people really benefit. Absolutely. And bringing that back, open your eyes close your ears. That's the message. And I think there's so many good lessons in that broadcast. AB, once again, as always, it's been a pleasure to get your take on this and I've really enjoyed it. Pleasure, Mitch. Anytime. Well, we hope you enjoyed the show. Certainly plenty to digest there. Make sure you give us a review, give us a rating. Very, very important. And we'll look forward to chatting with you soon.